Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on, we can do better than that. In spite of our circumstances, we still serve a wonderful God. Yes. And he is worthy to be praised and honored and glorified at all times, in all situations, in all circumstances. I like this because um, I was a youth pastor for uh, 19 years, so I am used to preaching to people who don't say anything and preaching to not a lot of people, so I'm in my element. I'm okay with what I'm doing because I'm in my element because I was raised that way, amen? Amen? So uh, I don't know about y'all. Some of y'all act like y'all don't want to worship because ain't nobody here, but that tells me that you only worshiping so people can see you and not worshiping who the, who the, for the real person who see us. So let's give him some glory. Let's give him some honor because he is worthy uh, to be praised in spite of our circumstances. I don't need nobody to see me worship because I know my worship is to him and him alone. And I'm grateful that I know that he is watching me. Amen. This does give people who don't want to come to church an excuse not to come to church, but it's all good. Thank God for that, that we um, did not reach the capacity of 250 people yet. So thank God. I'm just thanking God. You know, some pastors want more people. I say, God, thank you for the little bit of people you gave me, and we're going to worship. And guess what? We may pick up some people that the big churches have left out because they can't worship. Amen? Deacons, y'all should be happy about that. Amen? So praise God, praise God. With your Bibles in your hand or your electronic devices, we're um, going to look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Um, we're going to be looking at um, verses 1 uh, through 3. Um, we probably double into 4, but verse 1 through 3. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. When you have it, please say amen. Okay, let us pray. Father God, you are amazing. Thank you so much for being God and being great. I just ask for your favor to be with us. Continue to hold us up, Lord God, and use us for you. Let this word uh, be rich, um, be powerful, Lord God, be acceptable to our hearts, that we may walk a different walk and look different once we leave this place. Thank you for this gathering of being open, Lord God, where we can come and worship you in spirit and truth. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 um, says, Therefore, when you come no longer, when I could no longer endure it, we thought it was good to be left in Athens alone and sent Timothy, our brother, a minister of God and our fellow laborers in the gospel of Christ to establish you and encourage you concerning your faith, that no one should be shaken by the afflictions, for you yourself know that we are appointed to this. On this morning, I would like to speak to you from the topic, holding on to your faith in God. Holding on to your faith in God. Now, God is an amazing God because before... I even was thinking about preaching this. Uh, God has placed this on my heart. And now we're in a time where people, um, faith is being shaken. So God knew what he had birthed in me for this day, uh, this day was, would come. 
A while back in 2014, I was reading an article online by Rebecca Aburro. And Rebecca Aburro wrote an article. And the title was, Why I Walked Away from Church and Christianity. The article starts like this. The look on her face said it all. Fresh tears screaming down her cheeks. The loss of grief so evident in her eyes. In the moment, my world changed. Well, my spiritual world, anyways. How could God let this happen again? I was so sure that we were so sure that we knew what he was going to do for our friend. Both of us have reassured her how confident we were in God's answer to our prayers. We kept telling her to calm down and relax. God got this. And then all of a sudden, he didn't get it. Because if he did, he wouldn't have let us believe he would do what he wasn't going to do. Anger and disagreement towards God began to grow in my heart. So, my ungodly, um, so many ungodly people bring children into the world with no problem. So many people choose to, to kill their unborn children. So many unfit parents raise children, and yet, when one godly woman wants nothing more than to raise more godly children, God says, no. How harsh and unfair and cruel is God? I stopped praying that day. I didn't know what to say to God anymore. Why bother? He is going to do what he's going to do whether or not I ask for it, whether or not I believe. So really, why should I even bother with it? I literally been at the height of my faith and belief on one day to the very bottom the next day, drowning in doubt and insecurity. I read this letter because all of us have been there. This lady was praying for her friend and their family to have a child. And because of issues or, or problems she, the woman had, she was unable to succeed at, at having a child. And we all have been there not having a child, but we all been in a place where trouble has hit our lives. We all been there where we're troubled, where we got a, a, a message from someone, or we got uh, some trouble in our life, and it causes our faith to be shaken. A lot of us now are, are, are scared to death from the coronavirus and, and the news that we hear uh, all over the news and CNN. A lot of us, our faith is shaken. And here in this text in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, Paul is dealing with, a, with, a young, with some young believers who, who faith are being shaped, who faith has been shaken. They're, they're, they're now coming to surrender their life to Jesus Christ and they're, they're experiencing affliction and they're, they're experiencing persecution, they're experiencing threats and, and their, their faith is being shaken and Paul writes to them to tell them to hold on to their faith. He, he writes to, to, to remind them how good God is and, and how they should, should hold on to their faith. And he comes here in verse number one. We see Paul was troubled. Look what he says in verse one. He is troubled. He says in verse one. He says, therefore, for when I could not, I, therefore, when we could no longer endure it, that it was good to be left in Athens alone. He says that I'm troubled. 
I'm troubled by the news that I, that I heard that, that the persecution that you are facing for Jesus Christ. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm troubled because of the, the persecution that you are going through. I'm, I'm, I'm troubled in my spirit because of the hard times that you are having in your life. And Paul says that when I heard the news, I was troubled. Paul says, I couldn't endure it no more. I, could, I couldn't endure the pain that I was feeling emotionally. I couldn't endure the pain that I was feeling spiritually about the trouble that you were going through. And Paul says that I had to respond to this trouble because I could not handle the trouble. Every one of us in here have been through that time. Well, you have got a call. And that message that you receive hits you like a ton of bricks. I remember I got the call. I was at Pennsylvania Avenue Baptist Church in September uh, the, uh, five, six years ago, and I got the call that my mom had just died. All of us have been on that end where we, we got a call or we got a message of a, a traumatic incident of somebody in the, or, or our friend's life or our family member's life. All of us have been in that position where we have got called and we are facing trouble. And all of us have been in that position where our trouble is shaking. And Paul says, when I got the message, I couldn't handle it. Have you ever been there? When you got that call and, and it rocked you. When you got that information of how your best friend was given birth or how a good friend of yours was given birth and, and she died in the birth process. Have you, have you got that call when, 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 you, when your son was murdered or your, your daughter was murdered or your, your brother or sister have, have passed away? Have you, you got that call when you got the trouble and it rocked you to your core? Paul says, I'm rocked. Paul says, the agony that I'm feeling, I can't endure the pain of the message. And because of the call that they... That, they, that he got because of the message that, that he received from, from the believers in Acton. Paul was troubled, just like you and I, when we received the message that we don't want to hear. We received grave news or, or harsh news. We, we, we troubled. And Paul says, emotionally and spiritually, I was in pain. And he goes on, he says, but, but he says not only in this, uh, that we must hold on to our faith. He said he was troubled by the, by the message, but look what he did. He said, I sent Timothy to check on him. Look at this. He says that I stayed in Athens, but watch this. He says, and I sent Timothy, our brother, a minister of God, and our fellow laborers in the gospel of Christ to, uh, to, to check on them. He said that I sent Timothy out to check on them. Watch this. Paul heard the trouble of the pain that these people was experiencing, that the Christian was experiencing. They were being persecuted because of their faith. They were being cast down because of their faith. They were being put through affliction because of their faith. And Paul says, I can't take it no more. So Paul sends Timothy to check on them. Paul says, I'm sending out Timothy to check on you. Paul says that I'm going to stay in Athens, but I'm going to send Timothy to check on you. Watch this. Paul was the pastors of the church. Paul was the pastor of First Thessalonians, of, of the Thessalonian church. Paul was the pastor of, 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 uh, of the uh, Colossian church. Paul was the pastor of the church of Ephesians. Paul was the pastor, the pastor of Philippians church. He was the pastor. He was the overseer of the church. And at the time, Paul couldn't get to Thessalonica, so he sent Timothy to check on them. Sometimes, just to let you know, church, that the pastor sometimes can't make it to everything. Sometimes we're not going to be able to show up on your behalf when you're experiencing trouble. Sometimes our life gets busy, not only with our personal life, but with ministry, and the pastor is not going to make it. And don't, and don't, don't be alone. Don't, don't, don't be frustrated. Don't be upset because the pastor can't get to you. 
I remember at Kettering Baptist Church as I was a, a youth leader there and, and an a associate pastor there, and, and I took it on myself and my, job to do, and my job duties to go out and visit the sick in the hospital. I took it on myself. I, I took it, that was my job, to, that everyone was in the hospital, every member that was in the hospital, I went to visit them long as they was in the local area. And I would go out and visit them. I would go out and check on them. I took this on myself because I understand that my pastor was busy and he couldn't get to everybody. So I would go on his behalf and check on them. I took it my, in my job description to go out to every viewing of a member, of a, of a members who had a close family member who passed. Every viewing I went to and checked on them. You got to go check on people. Sometimes you ain't going to be able to make it, but you got to send some people out to check on people. We got to start checking on people. You, you, you hear the news and, and you know people are going through rough times and you won't even check on them. And to, with today's technology, you ain't even got to get in your car. You can pull up your phone, do FaceTime, do screaming, whatever you want to do. You can text them. You can conference call. You can just check on them. And we got to check on people when we hear that they're going through a rough time. Don't just leave them there. We got to check on people. Paul said that, we gotta, that, I, that I sent Timothy. And I like this because, and I'm so excited about this because me and my deacons and the leaders was just in a meeting and we setting up a system where we can touch all of our members. We setting up a system where we, we can call our members every month and check on them. And if they need communion, we going to serve them communion. If they're in a hospital, we going to see them. Guess what? I'm excited about this because we touching people's lives. Paul says, I understand the presence of, I mean, the ministry important of presence. People don't understand how important it is to be present in people's life when they go through a rough time, when they're going through changes, when they're going through affliction. Paul says, I got to get somebody out there to you. And I like this because Paul, Paul named the character who he was sending. Paul just didn't send anyone. I, oh, this is some good stuff, y'all. I don't know where y'all where I'm at, but as a preacher, this is some good stuff. Look what Paul said. Paul says, I'm sending Timothy. I'm not just sending anybody. Paul said, I'm sending somebody with a good reputation. I'm sending somebody with good character. Look, he says, I'm sending Timothy, who's a brother. That means he is a Christian. That means he, he served the same God you and I serve. He said, I'm sending Timothy, who's a brother. And not only that, he's a minister of God. I'm just not sending anybody who follow anybody. I'm sending someone so when they come, they know God. They know Jesus Christ. He's a minister. He speak on behalf of God. I'm sending them to you. And he said, not only am I sending a brother and a minister of God, but watch this, and a fellow laborer in the gospel. Oh, my God. That fellow laboring the gospel means I'm sending you somebody who know how to work in the gospel. See, see, ministry is not for lazy people. We got too many lazy people in ministry that just want to sit back and kick back and be fed instead of going out there and work and worship God in spirit and truth. And he says, I'm sending you some people. I'm sending you Timothy, who's a fellow worker in the gospel. He worked in the gospel. He put foot first to the gospel that he can go share the good news of Jesus. Christ. He said, I'm sending you Timothy. He says, in your troubling time, I'm not sending you anybody. I'm sending you somebody who's going to help you out, somebody who's going to encourage you. He said, I'm sending Timothy. Look, here it is. In troubling times, we got to go visit people. We got to check on people. We know so many people we say we'll, we'll get to. What we do, well, life get busy. I understand that. Life get busy. We got a lot going on. We got, we got a lot going on. We got children we got to worry about. We got spouses we got to worry about. We got jobs that, that got us busy. We got this and we got that. We got spin class. We got aerobics. We got Zumba. 
we got all this other stuff, you know, and then we got we to gotta do this and we got to go to the grocery store. We got to take the trash out. We got all this stuff. And I know we get busy in life, but still set some time to go check on people when they hurt it. Go check on people when they hurting. The best ministry is the ministry of presence. When you there with somebody, when you there, I can't make it to everything, but some of you call can a text. I will send you a text to check on you, say, hey, you okay? Everything going well? You got to go check on people. And Paul says that I heard your pain. Paul says, I understand the, the, the circumstances you're going through. I understand the pain that you're going through and the pain you're going through. I am experiencing because I'm connected to you. And because I'm connected to you, I'm sending you someone to check on you. Paul says, I'm sending Timothy because I want to check their state. I want to check your faith. I want to see where you are. Watch this. And he says, I'm sending Timothy. Watch this. He says, I'm sending Timothy. And when he sends Timothy, look what happened. Timothy encourages them. Watch this. He says, I'm sending Timothy to you. He says, and I sent Timothy, a brother, uh, a minister of God, a, 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 a fellow labor in the gospel of Christ. And he hears why he sent him. He said, I'm sending Timothy to establish you and encourage you concerning your faith. So the message Paul got was that that, that their faith was being shaken. In verse 3a, he says it right here. He says that, that, no, that no, no one should be shaken by these afflictions. So Paul got the message that the, the, the persecution and the affliction that they were facing, that they were going through, had, had caused them to start to doubt God. It, it, it caused them start to start to, to walk away from God. It, start, it caused them to start to, 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 to question God and, and who God is. And God, why are you allowing this to happen to me? God, if, if you was God, you could have prevented this. God, you could have did it another way. You didn't have to take my brother. You didn't have to take my sister. You could have did this another way. God, why you let this happen to me? Why you let me you lose my job? Why you let me lose my car? Why you let me lose my house? Why you let my children go through this? Why you let my child get locked up and nobody else child and Paul says I understand that sometimes problems can cause your faith to be shaken when, when, when you're going through it can it can cause your, your your faith to be shaken when you get that notice from the doctors and they tell you that you got you got cancer your faith gets to shaken when you're going through a rough time and Paul says I understand that your faith can be shaken but look he says I'm sending Timothy to encourage you Watch this. This is some good stuff. He said, I'm sending Timothy to establish you and to encourage you. See, 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 Timothy is not just going just to go. Timothy is not just going just to, just to sit there and check on you. Timothy coming with a purpose. He says, I'm coming to establish you and I'm coming to encourage you. The word established means to strengthen. That word means to strengthen. In original Greek, it means to strengthen. He says, I'm coming to strengthen your faith in God. But not only am I coming to strengthen your faith in God, I'm coming to encourage you in God, in your confidence about God. See, because trouble has a way to cause us to lose confidence in the God we serve. Trouble has a way to cause us to lose strength in God and in our beliefs and our faith now be shaken. But Timothy, I'm sending you to encourage them. And I can hear Timothy saying, if I can add to the scripture, Timothy saying that I come and not with my own words, but I come with the word of God. I don't really have anything to say, but let me give you what God's word says. He says in Psalms 34, 7,
17, that when the righteous cry out, the Lord hears and he will deliver us out of all our trouble. Timothy said, I'm coming to encourage you with Psalm chapter 34, verse 17. But I see you all ain't getting happy like me, so you must need some more scripture. He says, I'm coming to encourage you by Isaiah 41.10 says, fear not for I am God. Is he and he's with us? Do not be dismayed, for the Lord God will give you strength. Yes, he will help us and uphold us with his right mighty hand. You ain't getting excited yet. I see y'all must don't know the scripture. So let me continue to give you some scripture in your hard times. Romans 8, verse 18 says it like that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to even be compared with the glory which shall be renewed or revealed in us. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 8 and 9 says it like this. The Lord goes with us and he will never leave us nor forsake us. Some of y'all may remember this. Psalms 27 1 said the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I'm talking about holding on to your faith. When trouble hits you, you gotta hold on to your faith. Do you know that the Psalms say like this? Time is filled with swift transitions. Northern on earth will remove can stand. Build your hope on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. I like the way it continues to go. To hold to God's unchanging hand. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Build your hope on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Trust in him, my God. Trust in him who will not leave you. Whatever years may bring, if your earthly friends forsake you, still more closely to him cling. Hold to his hand. I know it's troubling times in your life. I know you're going through difficult times. I know you don't see no light at the end of the tunnel. But Timothy said you got to hold on to the word of God. You got to know that God is able. I said he's able to do anything. He can do everything he need to do for you. I know you may not think you're going to make it, but hold on to your faith. He says, said you got to hold on to your faith. We got to hold on to God. Time's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. But we got to hold on. Don't let the troubles of your life shake your faith when you doubt God. God can do anything. It doesn't matter what you experience or what you're going through. He is able to do exceedingly and abundantly of what we can ask or think. And Paul says here, you got to understand to this church, he says to these young believers that you got to hold on to God. Don't let your troubles shake your faith. The same God you believed in can do everything. And he goes on, look what he says. He says, look, he says, you got to, he sent Timothy to encourage him. He sent Timothy to encourage them in the word of God, to let them know that God is able to do anything. And then he goes on, look what he says in verse 3b. He said, for you yourself know that we are appointed to this. He says, you got to understand that we are appointed to these afflictions. 
that you got to understand that James said that we, we're going to have trials and tribulation. He said that we got to go in this thing with joy, knowing what God going to do for us. I don't know what you, I don't know what you, uh, I don't know about you, but I know for me, when I go through tribulation, I don't come out the way that I went in. I know I come out a new person. I'm thinking about uh, Daniel chapter 3 when Shadrach and, Ami and Meshach and Abednego went into the fiery furnace. The king says, if you don't sit down and bow to me, I'm going to stick you in this furnace and I'm going to turn it up seven times high. They said, look, king, we ain't going to bow to you because we know we got a God that is able. And the king said, well, stick them in there. And when he sticked them in the furnace fire, they were bound up together. It said that they got down on their knees. I believe that when they got down on their knees, they got to worshiping God. It said, but the fire was only hot enough not to burn them, but to loose them from their bounds and their bonds. And then the king looked in the fire and he said, I see a fourth man. Who is the fourth man? That's, a, uh, that's Jesus Christ. He saw with them. You got to know in your troubled time, we got a savior that'll get down in there with you. We don't got a savior that'll look down and show pity. We got a savior that'll get down in a fire with you and to let you know you're going to make it out of here. Everything going to be okay. Just hold on. Get up. I'm going to get up with you. If you need to take your time, I'm going to, you can take your time, but I'm going to get up with you. And then Isaiah 43 says it like this. When you go through the water, I like that because he ain't say you're going to stay there. He said you're going to go through, but you should not be drowned. When you go through the fire, you should not be scorched. So that means when I go through, I, when I come out, I'm not coming out the way that I went in. Thank you, Lord. I will hold on to my faith. So you said in tough times, we got to hold on to the faith of God. We got to know God is able to take care of it. We got to hold on. Too many times, we like Rebecca. She walked away from God. She walked away from her faith. And a story after story like this, Ted Turner, one of the, the richest mogul um, 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 millionaires in the world, billionaires in the world, walked away from God because his young sister died of leukemia. He turned his back on God because of trouble. And too many times today, we turning our back on God because we experience trouble times. He wrote to them. Paul says, hold on to your faith. The same faith you trusted in to bring you salvation is the same faith going to bring you through your hard times. Amen? Amen. Let's get our Lord a hand clap of praise. While you stand on your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.